Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all... Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, guys? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to the show. We're talking about five marriage myths that need to die yesterday. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get the therapy help that you need. You've been thinking about it. You've been hearing us talking about it forever. You guys, anxiety, depression, COVID, job loss, family stuff, family origin, kids, all of it. Seriously, go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a counselor, to talk to somebody. I've done it. I do that for other people. And it works. Therapy is around for a reason. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get the help that you deserve, that you need, and also your spouse wishes you would do. Getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Okay, okay, guys. We're going to dive into the five marriage myths that need to die, like yesterday, right. as I said. Um, and we're just going to dive right in. So mm-hmm. marriage myth number one, and Seth doesn't know what these are because he said he didn't want to know. I chose So he's playing to. it off the cuff. That's right. So marriage myth number one that we have that needs to totally doy is mm-hmm. that marriage, a good marriage, it's just easy, right? It's easy. No. Why not? How come? Why not? So anything, this myth for me. anything worth working for, anything worth attaining, anything worth saying, Damn, I work my ass off for that, and I'm glad I have it. it is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. Marriage, money, savings account, a good family, right. unlearning bullcrap that you've learned from family of origin, from culture, from anything, from church even, uh, is hard. It is hard. If it wasn't, then the divorce weight, rate, wait, the divorce weight, then divorce would be zero, right? Uh, conflict would be zero. We wouldn't need the we wouldn't have the need for marriage and family therapists mm-hmm. if it was easy, but it is not easy, right? You why, know why? Oh, go ahead. It's not easy because we always go to what we know. We as humans, we take the path of least resistance. We're like water, right? Water flows downhill no matter what because of gravity, right? Mm-hmm. Marriages, relationships, sense of self goes to the easiest thing, mm-hmm. right? And it's not we're just not born with this innate idea to be like, 
hey, don't do the easiest thing. Do something that's hard. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Well, yeah. We just gravitate. Our brains are wired that way. Oh, that made me have dopamine. That gave, you know, boost of serotonin. I'll do that thing again. Whatever it is. And that's that's what it is, right? But we buy into the myth of the wedding day. We spend all this money on a wedding day and all this stuff, reception, gowns, blah, 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 grooms, things. And then what we don't pay attention to is like, wow, the wedding was super awesome. Oh, now we're back in our apartment or house or wherever, and you just did something I don't like. What does this mean? Oh, it's oh. not as easy as I thought. Right. Right. No, come on. Don't kid yourself. Right. So then, oh, let's flip it and reverse it and say that a good marriage is actually hard. A good marriage takes work and it is hard. And it's completely worth it. So I think of, for some reason, this analogy keeps coming to my head. If you were just handed a, uh, like a degree to become a doctor, mm-hmm. would that be good? No. Would that be wise? Would you even know the things that you needed to know as no. a doctor? So the, the lesson is in the hard stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like I went to school for a billion years, right? Undergrad and graduate. And I learned very, very, very valuable lessons in doing the work and writing thousands mm-hmm. of term papers. Well, not thousands, but a lot of term papers Queen. and uh, doing all the work. Oh, guess what? Hmm. I didn't know that's what I would discover about myself. Right. I didn't know that's what I would discover about culture or humanity or whatever. Hmm. If I hadn't have done that thing or taken that class that I didn't want to, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be where I am now. Right. right? Hmm. So the lesson was in the thing. In fact, I'm going off, people. There was a podcast I listened to last week, and it is not about the goal. It is not about the goal. It is about what you learn while getting to the goal. Mm-hmm. Understand what I'm saying? Yep. Like if you've ever been on a long hike or a road trip or something. I I mean, we've crossed the country several times in a car, right? And it wasn't just, we got to go from Seattle to Atlanta, Georgia. I just can't wait till I get to Atlanta, Georgia. Oh and my gosh, it's going to be matter. awesome. And nothing else matters. Are you kidding? Yellowstone, the Rockies, the open plains, the rivers, the rivers we jumped in, the animals we saw, the truck stops that were just hilarious that we've been to. It's things you experience along the way. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. That's where the work is put in. And that's where the payoff is. Right. And it's similar, again, to like attaining a degree. So I think Mm -hmm. of when with our coaching clients, I'll use this analogy because oftentimes they certain coaching clients don't want their marriage to be work at all, like at all, at all. They want it to be easy. They don't want to think about it. They want it to be like, I don't know, like a house. You just buy it once and it's just there. Right. Which that isn't even true. You got to take care of it. Mm -hmm. But uh. You know, some people have have amazing degrees that are our coaching clients. Some of them are, I don't want to, some of them have just astounding degrees that you go, wow, that's awesome. And it took them years to get that degree. And they're so proud of it. And they're proud of everything they had to do to get to the place to say, I have this degree. Mm-hmm. But they don't look at their marriage the same way and they get mad about it and they don't, they do they, oh, it should be easy. It should, whatever. It's like, if it was easy, you wouldn't be proud of it. You wouldn't right. care about it. You wouldn't respect yourself for having earned it, right? A good marriage is something you earn. It's not something mm. that falls into your lap. It is something that you work really hard for and you earn. Amen. Book closed. Amen. Okay. Number Myth two. Number two. Um, a good marriage means that you never fight. Hmm. Is that true? Is that no, a, is that a myth? Not. Um, think of your best friend from middle school, high school, college, whatever, your best friend. Candy Joe. (laughs) (laughs) That was my best friend. Have you had conflict with your best friend before? Most likely, yes. I know that you personally have had like big time arguments with some of your best friends, right? 
And I always win. No, it's not about winning. I'm just kidding. It's about resolving something, right? I've had arguments like that with my friends, like, ah, like big ones, right? And does that mean we're not best friends anymore? No. No. It quite oftentimes means, oh, we figured out that shit that was in the way. Now we're better friends. Right. And I think I, so it says a good marriage never has conflict or never has, you never fight in a good Mm -hmm. marriage, but, and I want to use the term like conflict as well in that, because as we grow and I don't mean like get old, like I don't mean as we grow older, but as Mm -hmm. we mature as humans and learn more and experience more, our views, like things come up that are different as we mature. Right. So when you're seven thing, it, a mortgage doesn't matter when you're seven, but a mortgage matters when you're 37. And to be able to be able to be able to like walk through the complexity of life mm-hmm. and understand that each new phase will bring new thoughts, which may bring conflict, mm-hmm. which may then bring great resolution, deeper understanding, deeper connection. Like perfect that's the example. way that I want people to think about it. Not I'm right. You're wrong. Ugh. So here's a perfect example. We've said it a hundred times, but the first time, that I did this exercise program. Oh you gosh, yeah. Seventy five. Bitching heart. and moaning. Moment. <laughs> Moment. <laughs> you were bitching and moaning about it. Well, you could do this. You should what you could I wash, calculated the You could hours. wash dishes or vacuum or blah 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 for two hours. I'm like, Yeah, I could, but I'm doing this for me. So like right. my growth caused conflict. Yes. But I knew that it was good for me and I wasn't a douchebag around it. And then right. guess what? Oh, that conflict turned into something very positive and you turned out doing it as well. Right? Yes, yeah. So so yeah, I mean, it was a growth. It was a growth area for me mm-hmm. that I was of that mindset. Like, well, it, we shouldn't have conflictual right. ideas. Like, this is stupid. You're being dumb, and I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to learn. And so then, oh, conflict okay. is sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So as I learned to be more complex in my thinking, it there was conflict that res that resolved in deeper understanding, deeper connection, all of that stuff. Right. So conflict is a part of every marriage. It's a part of every relationship. The way that you handle the conflict is what matters, right? right? So it, you, you may you may disagree with the statement if the way that you handle conflict is like, well, I go to, I'm super critical. I'm super sarcastic. All I do is is uh, um, criticize and yell and blame and never take accountability. If you're doing conflict that way, then, then you have a problem, right? But you can do healthy conflict by mm-hmm. using the clearing structure, which you can go to our website, Anatomy of Us, dot com and get it then that kind of healthy conflict if done if resolved correctly brings growth for both of you right there was something so else I was conflict say. is fine so Just let's make twist sure it you're... around let's again let's flip it and reverse it a good marriage has conflict in it a good marriage has conflict and is resolved constructively mm-hmm. and helpfully right and i think it's important too like if you are married and have little kids and or want to have kids and don't have any yet you will you you would do what you would do well to learn how to handle conflict in a very positive uh growth mindset goal oriented great outcome vibes way because you will face it with it would, your kids it would behoove you to would do behoove that would behoove you and here's a little thing if you guys know that band limp biscuit popular oh. a long time ago Jeez. uh uh fred durst the lead singer so when we were in the band we were on tour and somehow i got a hold of fred durst phone number and left him a voicemail. Oh, that's right. And told him it would behoove him to like check out our music. And uh, guess what? I never got a call back. So <laughs> thanks, Fred Durst. Go work on your marriage. Yeah, right. But uh, <laughs> seriously, a good... Oh, hold on. I dropped my sign. A, mm-hmm. a good marriage does have conflict yes. in it. And again, conflict is a sign of growth. I just spit when I said that's that. That's okay. Number three. Uh, number three myth. 
which is a stupid one, is which again, it's like bi- biblically been misinterpreted for 10 million years. Never mm-hmm. go to never let the sun go down on your anger and mm-hmm. or never go to bed angry. Mm-hmm. That is a myth that has caused us to stay up late 100 million times. Right. And I want to offer I want to offer like an, a solution to this because I I agree with conceptually like never let the sun go down on your anger. Mm-hmm. It does not mean resolve your fight that night. That mm-hmm. does not mean what it that is not what it means. Mm-hmm. Right? So if I were to restate this, it would be Decide not to be mad even if you don't agree on something. Right. And then go to bed. And that's probably what the biblical context is, but we just kind of really effed it up, right? Right. So that could mean like, okay, there's this fundamental problem that me and Melanie have, and I get mad, and now I'm giving her the silent treatment and go to bed. No, Mm -hmm. don't be an idiot to do that because that's not going to do anything for your marriage. Can I still have the same problem and go, Melanie, you know what? I fundamentally think that we need to work on this, and we may disagree on it. However, I'm not going to treat you any differently because you're my partner. We have a shared vision and we're going to work on this. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, there are things between us that need to be resolved. Mm -hmm. Good night. I love you. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that is obviously challenging. But the way people the way that most people handle it and we handled it forever was, I mean, I used to actually take that Bible verse very literally and was like, we need to fight till we figure this out. No matter if we fight till two thirty, one thirty, four thirty in the morning, I don't You've even care. You've stolen thousands of hours of my sleep. I apologize. You owe me. I do owe you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I was being so stupid. Thanks. But I, again, I want to reframe that. And if I could go back in time and tell myself this sentence differently, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I don't know that I ever heard this at church. I don't know if it was just me not knowing how to listen to it correctly. But people. If you disagree with something or your partner hurt your feelings or something went down that was just, it made you upset or whatever, mm-hmm. do not stay up late to fight about it. Here's why. When you're tired, your ability to process things, you become impaired. Like it is as bad as drinking alcohol, like drinking and dry, like drinking, ti- drinking tired, drinking and driving is the same as driving tired. Does that make sense? It's there. Yeah, there's a threshold, but yes. Yes. I mean, it's so the more tired you are, it's like getting drunk, basically, kind of. <laughs> it really it is like from a brain, uh, a brain functioning standpoint. Now, obviously, it's not the same sensation, but the way your brain functions, its reactions, it's what, what it thinks are wise to do mm-hmm. is just like being drunk. So the longer you stay up to fight, the dumber you get. Let me say it again. The longer you stay up to fight, the dumber you get. How do I know this? <laughs> I would record our fights for our podcast. And was like, this is the dumbest sentence I've ever said with conviction so while crying and yelling. After 11 p.m., every 30-minute increment, you you can subtract five years from your age, right? So if you're like 37 <gasps> and you stay up until 2, then you are uh, like 17 or 7. Right, that's hilarious. Having yeah, a, like a, a, a conversation two around marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good way to look at it but i so i want to flip that on its head never go to bed angry no you're welcome to go to bed with hurt feelings as long as at the core you say to your partner you know you sit to the four s's or whatever soon seen soothe safe and secure like Mm -hmm. i love you we aren't in agreement on this thing but that does not mean i need to be mean to you Mm -hmm. that i need to fight with you mm-hmm. we can go to bed well knowing mm. that tomorrow we're gonna feel better mm. and we're gonna have more ability to problem solve right oftentimes i believe that in my work and in my own self-work and work with clients 
Sometimes we argue about things that has nothing to do with the partner. We do things or demand things that has nothing to do with the partner. Um, we demand or do those things to give us a false sense of security and mm -hmm. satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like I may touch you or say, hey, what's what's going on? Only because, not because I care about you. Mm -hmm. And this is, let's just be real. Right. Because I care about my feelings more in that moment. We're like, oh, is, is she is she okay? Oh, she You're gave me a look. Yourself. She gave me a kiss. Right. Now I can function without this weird sense of mm -hmm. um, whatever over my head, right? right? So a lot of times people go, well, we just got to get this done because it's so hard to go to sleep if I know my mad's, you know, know mm -hmm. my wife is mad or weird or whatever. Right. I really don't care if I hurt her feelings. I really don't care that she doesn't feel listened Absolutely. to. I don't care if she feels seen or not. Right. I need her to be okay so I can be okay. Right. So in that statement, there's a lot of self-work and kicking your own ass that you got to right. do as well. Well, and I think that that's the story of why I would fight for so long is hmm. most, most of it too, was like, um, well, this is slightly different, but I was just like the most selfish human on the planet. Oh, Seth has to get up and go to work and help people in like a mental health facility. I don't care. <laughs> I want to fight. Like, it's right. so stupid. It's so stupid and mm -hmm. we don't have to do it. And you will have nights where you're angry about something or you're hurt about something. That is normal. This bullshit is to be expected. As I say with my coaching clients, mm -hmm. go to bed. You'll be fine in the morning. You can work it out then in the light of day after you've had coffee and mm -hmm. you've rested and you've done your work and you whatever mm -hmm. and you're more centered and balanced. Like, just don't fight when you're tired. I've said this before. Stephen Pressfield of a lot of awesome books fame uh, that we talked about on the show <laughs> says that a mature person knows that a project will be basically double the time you allot for it and also double the budget you allot right. for it. And Any project takes twice as long and costs twice as much. Right. So expect that and expect the things that we're talking about to take maybe twice as long as you thought, twice as much work, twice as much heartache. But then on the other side, guess what? You're like, oh, shit, this is even better than I thought. Right. It has like a compound interest effect that right. it doesn't it doesn't even double it like there's a ratio. Yeah. Right. So the, the ratio. So, OK, right. number, number okay, four. number four myth that needs to die is that sex will be easy and it will never change. Like the way I feel about my husband when I'm, you know, 21 and we just got married sexually will be the same like forever. And it right. should always be the same. Is that a myth? Does your body change? Has your body changed from 21 to now? Yeah. Okay. So has your mind changed from 21 until now? Yes. Has your sexual preferences changed from 21 till now? Totally into to girls some now. Degree? No, to some degree? <laughs> yes. Uh, then why would we expect anything different? I know. I think I I, right? I think this is one of the best myths to bust because it is so um it's so detrimental and damaging to a marriage when people think that their sexual energy, their sexual anything will stay the same um as it does when they're seventeen. Right? Like think about that. Like what would would you want to have the same car you had when you were seventeen? live in the same house, make the same money, mm -mm. eat the same food, no, do the same things? No. So why, why should Here's, this one component of ourselves stay the same? Right. Here's a good measure. If you're the same person you were a year ago, you're not working hard enough. I'm busted. Right? I agree. If I'm making the same amount of money that I was a year ago, what the hell have I been doing for the last year? Unless I said, I've hit X number, no more. Right. I'm completely fine. If that's what you want to do, that's mm -hmm. fine. Right. Um, the same body weight or the same whatever, the same time spent with your spouse, the mm -hmm. same way you interact with your kids, the same way, the same routines you have, then you're kind of just static. I mean, staying the same. Mm 
and I have to live a dynamic life no matter what. That is like part of my authentic thing. It's I like think I most can't people, do the same thing all the time. Yeah, I think most people do, but they don't realize it, but whatever. So again, like mm-hmm. sex will be easy and will never change in marriage. Right. That is a terrible myth that we see with clients all the time. Mm-hmm. It's mostly male clients, and I think that this is why. Male clients, male men's bodies don't change the way that women's change, especially in childbirth. Again, this is like... um. I'm broad brush stroking whatever excuse me broad brushing this generalizing it that a lot of our female clients who have given birth and have like you know two to three kids that are 10 years old and up their husbands are like why can't it just be like it was when we didn't have kids and their wives are like what are you freaking talking sound like that to me um, their wife is wife is sitting over there going like, I don't think the same way I did when I was 19 when we met. Why right. are you trying to make me as dumb as I was back then? That's what I think. That's how it feels. As dumb as you were. That's exactly how it feels. Right. Like back then, you could impress me by parking a car sideways. Yeah. You know what you can impress me with now? Put your freaking tools away. Be a good dad and let's go on a bike ride or something. That mm-hmm. I find impressing. Right. But not you a- being able to park a car sideways. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's done. I've It'll seen it. It'll make you like car sick now. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just mad because my latte spilled. My <laughs> pumpkin spice latte spilled. Right. So think, think about it this way, dudes. Uh, if you were athletic at all in high school or whatnot, and now you're 35, you're 33, 44, whatever, uh, you don't, <laughs> you can't, or... You, sh- you don't expect those same things from yourself, right? You can't run a six-minute mile That anymore. reminds me of someone I know who, who shall be unnamed. Me? Are you talking? Oh. Like, uh, he he did sports in high school right. and never did them outside of high school. Now this is he's an older his, guy. This is not a client. He's in his 60s. But it's like 70s. you... 70s. You would think that he, you know, by the way, he talks about himself. Right. As if he's out there... You know, jogging right. 10 miles every day and doing push-ups. He ain't done those things since he so, was 18. You may not expect that of yourself, but I am proud to say that I weigh like what I did in senior year of high school right. and I can bench press what I did at the peak of my whatever right. senior year of high school. Right. right. So, oh, I can do that. How the hell did I get there? With a lot of work. Right. 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 So sex will not be as easy as it was when you were 21, but you can make a new easy. Right. And you easy, is a, easy is, it's interesting. There's a difference there. So it, it's like saying, I think easy is not the greatest word there because I think when you're younger, obviously you have a lot more sexual hormone, just like coursing around your body. Right. right. That's like a part of it. And, but as you develop as a human, you have life experiences with your partner, sex can become something un believable that that wasn't available to you when you were you know in late teens early 20s early yeah because married. it's a whole different sense of connection and right. pleasure it's just it's not a, like yeah oh let's get in the car nobody's here <laughs> right that sound is so gross and know, so funny every, every time it's so good so it's just very different so just you know let's let's put it into perspective there and don't get weird and butthurt about well, we could, we, sh- you, you we this, should be doing that. You did this when we were whatever, you know. And, and hello, as you get older, there are legit medical issues too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, but just, if you have those, yeah. be smart about them. Go to a naturopath or something like that or right. eat vegetables more. <laughs> but so let's turn that one on its ear. Sex will be easy and never change. Sex will be complex and it will evolve. Make that a part of your exciting journey that sex will evolve. Some right? growth mindset language there. I mm-hmm. like it. That's right. The last one, myth number five, hmm. is you complete me. Jerry Maguire style? Yeah. 
You know what I say that? What? Forget that. All Forget day long. That. You don't complete me. Forget you. Oh, I like that song a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I that is a myth that your spouse completes you. Now, it feels like they do. Mm-hmm. Totally feels like they do. I get it. It feels like you complete me. If you weren't here, I would be so sad. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously so sad. But you do not complete me. And if I believe that you complete me, I come into our marriage as an incomplete person. And that sucks for the vitality and the wellness of our marriage. If I'm coming in, it's like I said, uh, yeah, well, I have two feet, but I'm going to tape this one foot to my other thigh so I can't use it because you complete me. You give me my other leg. Were you alive before we met? Yes. I was alive before we met. Was I complete then? Yeah. I think I was. Okay. Are you, are you uh, in, in like um, uh, chemistry terms, are you super saturated now? There's like de- there's dehydrated, there's like saturated, and then super saturated with something weird molecules where it's like it's more full it's, than full. Right. It's something weird. John, our neighbor, would know because he's a chemist. But I just remember that from like high school. Uh, no, you were alive before we met, right? And nothing I did or didn't do or give you or whatever made you more of Melanie, super mm-hmm. saturated. Right, you can't right, be right. more than you already are, right? True. However in a good, thriving, healthy growth mindset marriage that's done an asshole to work, mm-hmm. I encourage you to be better on a billion different yeah. things. You encourage me to be better on a billion different things, right? Am I alive? Can I work? Can I function without you? I did before I met you. Right. So why can't I now? Right? right. Yes. And and of course, I'm, uh, yeah, it would be sad. And there also the research also bears out like couples who are together, they like share cells and i'm not just talking about like sex and stuff like that but there is a part of you mm-hmm. like just i mean when you're together i forget what it's called but it's real i'm not just making it up and it's not some hippy dippy weirdo stuff mm-hmm. but like part of like your biome actually is in me now oh yeah for you sure know what i'm saying and it's mm-hmm. definitely in you kind i of gave thing. you my scoby <laughs> my symbiotic colony of bacterial yeast oh my gosh <laughs> I don't know that what to do now. That is funny. Uh, uh, but no, you don't complete me. If mm-hmm. you are thinking that your spouse should complete you or if you're a, you know, or your fiance, your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, you're dead wrong on that and you're going to be disappointed. You be miserable. are a fully functioned kick-ass adult already. Right. Maybe you don't realize that. Maybe that's an upper limit problem. Maybe, Maybe it's self-limiting yeah. beliefs. It could be a whole host of stuff. It's your it's incumbent upon you to realize those things, to work on them, to uh, uh identify right to become aware awareness is curative and then go hmm i'm gonna work on this no matter if you like it or not right. again don't be a douchebag around it hey i'm gonna run this marathon and be gone extra six hours a day because it's good for me peace out b right no that's no good no get up an hour earlier go to bed an hour later do all your stuff around the house that you need to do and to improve yourself like yeah so i don't even know kind of went on a tangent there but it's a thing a little bit but like the you complete me vibes are not great. And if you're thinking that your spouse does and will somehow completely complete you, one, you're burdening them. Just know that. So I was oh, doing this to Seth. Like I was literally, I would ask him, God, forgive me. I would be like, if I died, would you remarry? And he'd be like, probably. And he'd be like, what? Oh! Like, <laughs> what was I thinking? I was so stupid. I would ask him that. And then I would get mad at his answer, which was balanced and healthy. Now you guys go vote on who's the drama thing. We need to do an Instagram <laughs> poll on that quickly. Um, but quickly. Yeah. But so it's so it's so unhealthy 
to put all your eggs in that basket. It's not put your eggs in your own basket. Don't put them in your partner's. Mm. Um, and and the thing that I think is really cool too, I think of this as um, just like we you encourage different sort of elements of who I am as a person to thrive. Like mm-hmm. you you help me to become a better person. So do my friends. So do my kids. Mm-hmm. So do my my does my family right. So it I think that we need to look at ourselves and our relationships more complexly and um, stop putting again, like all of our eggs mm-hmm. in that basket. Cause Seth does not complete me. If right. he dies right now, I'm still a human. I still have kids. I still have a life. I still have a mm-hmm. mortgage to pay and dreams to pursue. Right. So really think about that question and take heart on it. Because if your spouse is new to this growth mindset journey or the self-improvement, all this stuff, they have enough to figure out on their own. Right. So don't be the wife. Don't be the husband that's burdening them. That yeah. like, oh, I, I'm, listen, I made some realizations in my own life. I'm trying to get my shit together and I'm like 1% there. Okay. So don't bring your stuff. Now, do I love you? Am I going to support you? Yes. But for the love of the Lord, I'm trying to get my stuff together. Right. I can't do it for both of us. Right. Right. So flip that one around. My spouse completes me. Nope, nope, nope. You complete you yourself. You complete yourself and you are already a complete and whole person. Look to yourself for support. Of course, they're going to, you know, we, right. we want all of those things as a mm-hmm. good outcome of these this relationship. But honestly, start understanding that you are already a badass. Mm-hmm. You are already full mm-hmm. and whole and complete. And when you figure that out, you come to the relationship so much stronger That's right. than hoping, wishing, praying, forcing no. your spouse to complete you. If you realize some of this stuff, you're like, oh, wait a minute, I am a badass, but how do I, how the hell do I do that? Email us, hello at anatomymarriage.com, and we'll talk about coaching, you guys. Yeah. And if you don't need coaching, if you're not ready for that, that's completely fine. Go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage to get some healing from past stuff or whatever. But you guys, if any of this resonates with you, seriously, go and email us, hello at anatomymarriage.com to talk about coaching. We have so many emails and it's so much fun too. It's like, hey, you helped me see a lot of things. Now right. I'm actually kicking ass. Yeah. Now actually we're having more sex. Now actually we're doing this, right? And like, Sometimes it takes a long time to get there, like three months of coaching kind of thing. And then boom, it clicks. We're like, this is a new world. That happened to us. That happened to so many of our our clients too. So if this sounds good to you, seriously do that. No, hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. What a good topic for real. That's exactly right. Good job. But boom. So five myths that are not real in marriage and then need to die. And we love you guys. If you appreciate this show, please make sure that you go to iTunes and rate and review have your mom we should have your mom read our credits or like oh my gosh it'd be so funny anyway uh please rate and review our show on itunes if you love what we're doing and if it's helped you at all no one gives two craps about what we say about ourselves but they love what you have to say about us Mm -hmm. anyway we love you guys have a wonderful wonderful day all right later guys bye